Hello, welcome to the 10th episode of the Eating with Clarity podcast, and thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time. This episode is our first with a listener's reading. It comes from Lynn Keller, a non-fiction author whose latest book, Thanksgiving in America, is just being published. She asked, what should be my focus for Thanksgiving in America? And Yi answered with hexagram 33, retreating, changing lines 3 and 4 to hexagram 20, seeing. It's a lovely, reassuring reading, one where primary and relating hexagrams really blend together to create a whole. Before I play you the recording of our conversation, I do just want to apologise for the quality of the audio. Recording a conversation for the podcast is new to me, so I'm on a bit of a learning curve, and in future episodes the quality should improve. So here you have it, Lynn Keller and I discussing her reading. Right, let's go to your reading then. Um, what You asked what should be my focus for Thanksgiving in America, which is your book, which you've written, and so it's all ready to be published, basically. My son is editing it, mm. actually, brilliantly. Actually, it's probably one of our best together things since he was a child. Oh, and I how lovely. So it's somehow he's suddenly accepting that I have a different point of view of things and he's engaged. And he's a wordsmith, so he writes songs. So mm. every word has to matter. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that is lovely. So I suppose when you ask about your focus, you're thinking about successful publication and getting some readers like most authors do. Yeah? Yes. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to have this work and I don't mm. want me to have a block. So I just thought this is my opportunity because you'd be able to comprehend if there's something that is I'm holding things back. I don't think so, but I no. like oh, I am. You know, no, so. I don't. I don't think so either. Though it's an odd sort of answer, um, because you're asking about getting it out there. You're thinking about marketing. You might expect to get an answer saying, you know, promote this hyperactively, and instead you have hexagram thirty-three retreat, changing at three and four to twenty seeing. So the right focus is to retreat and see. Uh, the first thing I like to do with a reading is see how the two hexagrams fit together. Um, I think these two, retreating and seeing, fit together really naturally and coherently. You know, when you withdraw, when you disengage, then you can see. You can get a full picture of what's really there because you're not kind of in the thick of things, doing all the stuff and trying to make it all happen. Maybe a bit surprising when you're thinking of how do I market this? But, um, yeah, um, it's an oracle. It surprises us. It's what it does. <laughs> yeah. So what I like to do is go through 33, retreating, and then have a look at 20, seeing, sitting in the background. And then once we've got those two sort of pillars in place, um, have a look at the moving lines. Uh. Yes. I mean, the moving lines are the most important bit, but I like to leave them to the end so we know where they're sitting in between everything else. Great. Okay. So, 33. 
um, it's called retreating. Its name means withdrawing and escaping and hiding. And the old Chinese character for Dun retreat uh, shows a foot on a road and a piglet. And I think it was Lisa Heber who first suggested it meant running away so as not to be eaten. Which, oh. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, save your bacon. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not letting the project swallow you up, I think, which things like this can easily do. Keeping your identity independently from it. Oh, I, I, that makes sense to me in that I have to be detached from them, whoever mm. these people are. Mm. Yes, I you know, I, 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 what I get from what you're saying, so I, I can't overreact to what these people are doing. Uh, which people? Sorry. The marketing people. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yes. Um, and if you look at the shape of the hexagram, you know, there are the two yin lines at the bottom and then yes. four yang stacked yes. on top of that. And it kind of reminds me of um, a snail or a turtle withdrawing its head up back up into its shell um, oh you know the, the energy all sort of pulling back up, up into that block of yang lines it's definitely a retreat upward which oh, makes it makes it not just away from um not just you know i'm not going to get into the thick of things and uh, the sort of Ah. through the woods of the of marketing, but also I'm going towards something else. It's kind of the hermit's hexagram. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be a hermit, but you know how the hermit retreats up the mountain yeah. towards heaven um, and away from all the day-to-day -day stuff. That's interesting. Mm. I, it, it's very... Odd from I just have to add my reaction. Many years ago, I ran over a turtle mm. uh, in a streak, and it's and uh, my daughter, who was quite small at the time, was quite upset about this. So we saved the turtle, and I put band-aids on the back, and then for some reason, I decided that we had to let it out into the woods at the end of it, one of, for winter and it is hibernate or something. In any case, in the spring, the, the turtle came back with the Band-Aids on. Oh. <laughs> so so it, was, it was okay. I thought, this, I thought this was going to be a tragic story with a splattered turtle. <laughs> oh, it was horrible till it turned out to be a miracle. But mm. anyway, so... Oddly enough, your description. <laughs> so yes, you you have a sort of uh, you have you have a turtle of your own to draw on there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The oracle says retreat creates success and constancy yields a small harvest. Um, it says things create success because they're a good way of participating in the world which again is kind of interesting for retreat. Yes. 
yeah, I mean, we think of retreat as not participating. But as I say, it's going towards something as well as away. And it even says it yields a harvest, a bit a small one. It uh, brings you rewards. I think the point of the small harvest is just that it's not a time for giant ones. I mean, you probably weren't thinking that this book was going to be your moment to turn into J.K. Rowling or something. And <laughs> I hope well. Well, it is oddly enough an oddly new view of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is very odd to write something that's totally different than what other people write about Thanksgiving, given that that's been a conversation for 400 years. Yes, having something new to say about that. <laughs> yeah, it's very impressive. Mm. Ah, let's see. Oh, the trigrams. Inside we have mountain, and on the outside we have heaven. And the two of those together make a picture. The the mountain with the... You can imagine the summit kind of receding from view as you gaze up at it, and it seems to sort of merge into the clouds. Um, And again, it draws the eye upwards. It invites you to to at least imagine your way up there. The image says, below heaven is the mountain, retreat. A noble one keeps small people at a distance, not with hatred, but through respect. It sounds as though you looked at this and thought about marketing people at once. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's your response, and I should think you're right. Yes. I've never, I've never interacted with people in that kind of getting a book out. Mm. You've obviously been able to master that. I'm unproven. Yeah, it's a, it's a different world, isn't it? And uh, a different kind of work. Um, and with these trigrams, there's this inner rock solid sense of who you are you know solid as a mountain and it's and it's joined with heaven with higher truths and smallness um just doesn't have a place to sort of attach to that i think um yeah oh you ought to try to define smallness um I, I, I think I think we know that when, we know it when we meet it, and it can be in yourself as well. Little voices that say, "Shouldn't you be doing something about this? Isn't, isn't there a list of things you should be doing? How about you know, this? This is going to work. This is going to work if you don't. Is uh, well, okay? Uh, you know." <laughs> and I think there there are definitely inner small people. Um, yes, certainly have them, and you can uh, yes i had a wise friend who used to respond to hers with thank you for your contribution which is very much keeping it at a distance not with yes, hatred but yes. through respect <laughs> yes. yeah oh, yes mm. yeah um so yes that's um that's 33 the idea of withdrawing not being down there in the in the thick of things and that yes. goes with 20, seeing. Yes. The, na- the name of this one is lovely. You get another animal here. There's a heron. Um, oh. oh, really? Mm, in the, the old Chinese word for seeing um, has a big eye and it has a bird with a crest and big eyes, which is a heron. 
And if you imagine that the way they, you know, they, they don't dive into the water and go splashing about trying to turn up fish. They stand and watch and they see what's there. They let everything come into view. Yeah. And that's that's what seeing is. It's not looking for something, it's observing. Behold, see what's there. Interesting. Um, the same word was used for a raised platform that was built for observations and ritual. So there is this whole idea of step back, see. Yes. Mm. Yeah. The, I mean, the combination of the two, even mm. the visual of them, is really awesome to me. Mm. Yeah. They they fit together, I and mean, you can see how they feed into one another and support one another. I think these two. Yeah. The Oracle of Twenty says, seeing. Washing hands, not making the offering, there's truth and confidence like a presence. Which is kind of one of my favourites. The scene, you get to imagine the picture of the priest at the beginning of the ritual, um, ah. who is just washing his hands. And, you know, he's not saying, right, come on, chop, 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 bring the, bring the offering over here, please. Can we have the... Yeah, can we have the music speeded up a bit? I've got a christening to do at half past. Um, <laughs> he is not moving things along and keeping to the schedule. Um, he is washing hands, you know, washing off what came before, opening the space, clearing it, holding it, not making the offering, letting the connection with spirits arise naturally, creating an opening. I mean, as a as personal focus for you once your book is published, it's kind of the opposite of putting your head down and forging through a to-do list. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay. And I'm I'm sure the inter if you go and Google how to market your book, the internet will give you um a limitless supply of to-do items. Um so yeah, don't do that, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's more being observant and curious and, uh, you know, oh, you know, here's this space where I don't have to do anything else to the book. And now what? You know, what's here? Um, what could that be? I and mean, it can be, you know, it's, it's a kind of directed curiosity, like the the heron isn't just admiring the scenery. Um, it's also got an eye open for the fish. Um, yes. But as I say, it's not yeah. jumping and splashing about. Yeah, the the image, um, that passage that talks about the trigrams, that gives you a good picture of some directed curiosity, I think. Um, Wind moves over the earth, it says, seeing. The ancient kings studied the regions, saw the people, and established their teachings. Now, the the wind moving over the earth is something that moves freely and carries their influence. So I've sometimes seen this image as kind of kind of as marketing advice um, in an indirect kind of way, because the kings have things that they want to teach to the people, but they don't go home 
lock themselves in and establish their teachings. They go out and see the people, study the region, see the people, and then... Yes, look for the little patterns. Yeah, so it's go and... You know, even if the kings were doing this now, they'd probably be on Facebook looking for discussion groups or something. <laughs> and go and see see where people meet and how they connect and what they discuss. Yes. And then you find out how to reach them. But the seeing absolutely comes first. Interesting. Thank you. Mm. So after all that, we come back to 33 and it's moving lines. So you have three and four moving at the centre of the hexagram, one on the just on the inside, just in the inner trigram, and one just on the outside. That's just as we're, you know, managing to get to the top of the mountain and managing to pull free. Yes, line three in particular, you know, it's it's the top line in the mountain trigram on the inside. So it's, there's there's a sort of threshold between inner and outer trigrams, and this one is just on the inside. But at the same time, it's the first of the yang lines, and so it's pulled up to join those. So it's it's sort of pulled pulled two ways, um, uh-huh. and it has that that sense of being pulled in two directions. And it's about the difficulty of withdrawing. I think it says, "Tide retreat. There is affliction and danger. Nurturing servants and handmaidens, good fortune." Um. And being tied, it's literally being tied up. There's actually a thread element in the character. So it's like being being on a string. (laughs) There's affliction, literally sickness, though the same character means something intense and rapid and urgent and in a big hurry. And that's probably relevant. Um, And there's danger. So, you know, there's this sort of bound and feverish and tugged sort of quality to it. I think that can often be the state of affairs when you've finished a big project. Interesting. I'm, I'm kind of remembering myself after I'd done my finals. I mean, that, that had been an epic amount of work, the most work I'd ever done in my life. And immediately after that, I was going to go on to do another degree. And I thought, well, I mean, I don't, don't know anything about the things I'm going to need to know here. And they're going to find out that I'm a complete fraud. And so I need to get all these books out of the library and start reading. <laughs> I needed to be kind of surgically removed from this and be, you know, introduced to the world again. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's mm. So, yes, tide retreat, there is affliction, danger. Nurturing servants and handmaidens is good fortune. Um, servants and handmaidens, at their simplest, these are the people who help you. Whoever or whatever helps. Um, it's nurturing them, caring for them, cultivating them, as it were, the words associated with farming and, and tending. So yeah, it's less about what you do, and the focus is shifting to a caring relationship with the people who help you, and absolutely not doing it all yourself. Oh, that's good to know. That makes sense, actually, because I don't, I mean, I can guess about this, but I know not Mm. So it would be easy for me to respect somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, yes. And to help you to you know, build, build a relationship with them because they're there, they're there to help you. Oh, yes. Yeah. But... yeah, this 
this is the line where if it was changing on its own, it would go to hexagram 12, which is blocked. Oh. Which is that feeling of having your hands tied and being stuck. Uh-huh. Or I think in your case, you said something like publishing is not in my stream of success. Feeling like this is just something you are fundamentally stuck on. Right. And it's like, okay, if you're stuck, here's how to retreat. Here's what will help. And it's basically giving all your attention over to your helpers and looking after them. So it's all about the relationship. And that sort of that sort of pulls you over the line. And then there's line four. I just have to tell you, mm-hmm. as you're describing it, I'm thinking, I can do that. Brilliant. Excellent. <laughs> Not everybody can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, the funny thing is I can do that. And so that's really good news for me. That's lovely. Yes. What you've just described. You know, mm. you know, it's not like I'm going to do something I'm not. Super. Yeah. Not everybody is good at that kind of thing. I just, you know. And the other one, your, your fourth line, just, you know, now we're across the threshold up into the outer trigram. Right. Loving retreat. Noble one, good fortune, small people, blocked. So this is, you know, this is very much the retreating towards rather than away from. And, yeah, it's loving and allowing and not forcing. Um, and it, that character, it can just mean good. Um, but I want, if I can, when it gets to load, just to show you the character. I'm going to share my screen for a minute. I can put this into the show notes afterwards. Let me just interrupt myself here to say that I have put this character into the show notes, along with the names of the two hexagrams, and you can find them all at onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash 10. That's the number 10, one zero. And now back to the reading. That is the character for good, and it shows a woman and a child. Ah, okay. So that's that's the kind of goodness that you're to imagine here. Okay. Mm. It's just a lovely character. And if this line were changed on its own, it would point you to hexagram 53, which is gradual development. So this is a progress that grows like the tree on the mountain or that reaches its destination one one wing beat at the time, like flying geese. It has a sense of something that goes along in, it arrives in due course, it goes in its own time, it is not in a hurry. And for the noble one, for the person with the imaginative overview of things, this is good fortune. Yeah, in, in individual relationships, often this is uh, letting things be, letting people find their own way. And I think more generally, it's self-trust and trusting the flow of things and saying, you know, yes, I'm, I'm caring for this. And you can care for something by stepping back from it. Oh, interesting. So that ties everything in. Mm, yeah, I mean, for small people, it feels like a block the small people in this case are the ones with a bit less imagination and a bit less sense of autonomy and i imagine them at this point saying but look nothing's nothing's happening i'm not making things move i must get on i must get on um there's got to be a list of you know 
let's go and Google how to market a book and do all the things. Um, <laughs> I've got, got to push the river, this river up the hill. Um, <laughs> the river will flow by itself. Um, they say, yeah, you can. I, I could see this becoming a book that the, the concepts grow slowly. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, there are a number of things that are just unusual, but one of them is the difference between the pilgrims and the Puritans. Huh. They're not at all the same. They're quite different. Did not know that. And nobody approaches that. Oh, and the word pilgrim didn't get used till the end of the 19th century. They call themselves first comers. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, it, well, I'll send you a copy. Oh, lovely. You've helped. <laughs> lovely. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I suppose this is the moment of publication. It goes out into the world and people respond to it. And it's kind of, it, you know, it's the beginning for the book. Um, yeah. Right. Um, it is also the beginning for me. But a, but a different one. Yeah, it's a different one, but it's mm. it's important. Yeah. So, what's what sort of jumps out at you from the reading? What sticks out? Oh, I think you've you've targeted exactly exactly what I need to focus on. It all makes sense. I mean, it really makes sense to me, every part of this, which is more than a to-do list. Because mm. what I wanted to know was what my, I should be focusing on about me, not about the book. Ah, yes. And yeah. for you, for you, yeah. it's it's time to take a step back, see the and, big picture. So all of this is really useful. Mm. Good. Because you can always get a list of oh, to-do yes. lists, <laughs> yes. like up and down. Mm. But but this is uh, the this matters for what I need to do about me mm. as I start this. And uh, yeah, it's 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 more it's more so a, more I, a to be than a to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So uh, and this mm. what is. This reading was exactly that, you you know. So I feel like I have the focus that I was looking for at the beginning, which is perfect. I am very glad. Thank you. So I'm extremely thankful. Lovely. I'm I'm really glad it's landed well for you. Right, oh, and yes. I hope the book has uh, an extraordinary journey ahead of it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And you too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you a lot. Okay, take care then. Um, I'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So Bye for now. Then. Bye. And that was our reading. I think it was clear that it really resonated with Lynn. She got the message. She sent me this email afterwards. What an important experience your reading was for me today. I am more grateful than I can express. Thank you so much. Which was lovely of her. Thank you, Lynn. If you'd like to do this kind of reading for yourself, 
You might be interested in the Yijing Foundations class, starting in September. It's a three-month class I teach online that covers all the essentials, so you can interpret your own readings with confidence. You can look through the details and sign up for more information at onlineclarity.co.uk/class. That's all for now. The next episode will be with you on the second Thursday in September. Happy readings.